Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Blessed Saturday to everyone, and welcome to episode 343 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Tonight, we'll talk a little bit about what some anticipated films for the summer are. You can, of course, share your own anticipated films of the year, films that you think are to be looking forward to or that we should look forward to this coming summer. And uh, I will, of course, also try and share some of my own as well, go through what is set to come out. As we all know, many films have been delayed for years and years now at this point in time, and we understand that, hey, you know what? Finally, some of them are starting to come out. Finally, some of them are actually starting to get released, and yet some of them still continue to also be delayed. So we'll talk about all of that, of course, have our general movie talk. And as a reminder, it is still the season of Easter. So blessed Easter to everyone watching as well. Before going any further, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot. Tonight, the Valkyrie are busy. So the Valkyrie will not be with us this evening. So if you're wondering where Tina and Steph are, that is where... They are, and uh, well-deserved time off to go do some fun stuff, but it's okay. We're all still here, and my Asgardians are in the chat. We got Vincent Womack. Hail to you. Good sir. Thank you very much for being here this evening. We also have him over on Odyssey as well. Thanks for being here on both platforms. We got Orange Chat Reviews. What's going on, good brother? He says, Today sucked. Tonight is better. Get to hang with Odin and the awesome chat. Well, thank you very much, Orange Chat, for being here. And I am very sorry that you had a bad day. Yeah, it was a pretty rough day uh, yesterday uh, for me. It's getting towards the end of the school year. So just a lot of things going on as far as the amount of work we have left to do, random dramas, things like that. All the kinds of fun stuff that you that you love to go through as as a teacher <laughs> when you're getting to the end of a semester and the end of a year for that matter. It's kind of insane to me that starting this week, we have two full weeks of school and then exams. And then it's summer. Now, we, of course, have our teachers meetings the week after exams, but I have a little bit of a respite. I have a little bit of a mini summer in between those because as I've mentioned in a previous video, and I was, I think I mentioned it also on the uh, live stream last night on Friday Night Tights, but I do have my tickets to go to Megacon in Orlando, Florida. So very excited to be driving down to Orlando that weekend for Megacon and excited to hang out with the Geeks Gamers crew. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that doesn't get to happen very often, I feel. And especially since I am never able to do the gaming streams just because they're always, they're always too late. They're always too late for me as someone with a full-time job and and a family and everything. I just, I, I just can't reasonably handle the gaming streams in addition to everything else going on. So it's going to be nice to be able to actually have time to spend with them, maybe actually be able to, uh, to play some games with them as well. And uh, to get to hang out at Megacon and get to cover Megacon and, and get to cover uh, the various people that are there. Maybe get to meet some of the people there. I know that Gina Carano is going to be there and a couple other people that uh, I think are pretty cool. So I'm very, very excited for that. And uh, But af- after that, come back, have a few days of, of teachers meetings, normal teachers meetings, debrief kind of stuff. And then, and then it's summertime and summertime means... Guess what's right around the corner? We got the Good Morning Asgard stream set to come back. We also have the um, OMB Report live stream set to come back as well. We're going to try to make also some OMB Report videos as well with the extra time. Got tons of books that I want to read, uh, mostly of a theological nature because I am I'm trying to work on curriculum and I'm also thinking of pursuing either a, a second master's or potentially even prepping to pursue a doctorate uh, with theology or f- with philosophy. So tons of books that I want to read and um, at the very least to help with, with preparing for school. And then there's tons of films as well that are set to come out and films that I have been sent that I have fallen behind on on getting to watch and 
I'm very excited to finally actually have the time to dedicate to doing that. And of course, to try and do a lot of other things, a plethora of other things, trying to get some updates to the website and and all other kinds of stuff. So uh, anyway, thank you for being here, Orange Hat. I, I do appreciate it very, very much. And we will talk about some of those films that I plan to see this summer in just a little bit. Let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, hail to you, good sir. Says, Elvis looks good for June. Yeah, the trailer for Elvis, I'm, I've always... It's kind of a mixed bag for me. Because I think that there's some good things in the trailer. But then they remind you that it's a Baz Luhrmann film. And I, I just... I, I don't think that he is the greatest of filmmakers. He's kind of hit and miss for me. And I don't know what kind of film this is going to be. I think the actor, the young actor they had to play Elvis. I, I think that... He's going to get that, it sounds like to me at least, that he's got the voice down pretty well, some of the mannerisms down. And then you've got Tom Hanks in makeup. Like, that. that's at least the way in which it, it comes across to me. I don't really feel like he's becoming another character. It just feels like he, <laughs> it just feels like he's just Tom Hanks in makeup doing a very weird voice and a weird accent I, I, that I don't quite understand. So, yeah. It's definitely a film that is is one that could be interesting. It's on my radar to say the very least. I wouldn't say that it's I wouldn't say it's my it's on my most anticipated list, but it's definitely on on my list of films to to be on the lookout for, especially if people get to see that early. Mark Lazath, what's going on, brother? Thanks for being here. G Monkey 76, hail to you. Uh Alice McCarthy, very sorry to hear you're still in the hospital, brother. Still praying for you. But he says, How do you Oh, and how's it going? How's Thor? Thor's doing just fine. Baby Thor uh passed out. Uh he had uh we had some friends over for the weekend, so uh, he was able to uh, have some kids, one who's about maybe a year or so older than him, and another that's about four or five years older than him, so he was able to get a lot of energy out. He had a lot of fun, and uh, and so he uh, he had a blast, but yeah, he, he passed out um, and is, is, is great, but again, I, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear about everything that you're going through. It says, don't know when I'll get out but haven't lost faith in that I will walk again. Well, uh, again, Alex, I hope that everything, hope that everything goes well. I hope that your healing goes goes quickly. And uh, all I can say is, continue to have trust, continue to have faith, continue to have hope. And you know, God will provide whatever it is that you need. He will provide. A Minnesota hockey fan, what is going on? How about a hockey player? What is going on? Here in the Steadfast. What's going on here? Glad to see you back. Uh, great Wuda, what's going on? Welcome. Jacob Ironside tagged. Thank you very much for being here. Of course, as a reminder, as the Valkyrie, Tina and Steph are not here tonight. Please make sure that if you have a comment or question on whatever platform you're watching on, whether it be DLive, Odyssey, YouTube, wherever, make sure you put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Speaking of which, Heron over on Odyssey says, Hi from Odyssey. First time I've caught a live stream. Well, thank you for catching this live stream over on Odyssey. I appreciate it. But again, at Odin at the very beginning of your comment really does mean a lot. But again, Jacob Ironside, thank you very much for being here uh, here in the Steadfast saying, Hail, hail to you, good sir. Again, thank you. Uh, Jacob Ironside says, I feel the need, the need for speed. Absolutely. And it's no surprise about what my, my most anticipated summer film release is going to be. And that's, it's going to, of course, be, (laughs) it's going to, of course, be Top Gun 2, Top Gun Maverick, which it's interesting because I don't often check my, uh, my Odyssey comments because it's just, Odyssey is great. I think that Odyssey has a lot of potential, but Odyssey still has a long way to go. And when it comes just to the comment section and checking in the comments and and all that stuff, it's just not quite just not quite the way that it that I want it to be at this point, especially because I don't typically check comments on PC. I typically check them on on like my mobile device and doing that with Odyssey just does not work very well at all. But it's amazing how so many people continue, more so on Odyssey than on YouTube, to whenever I bring up Top Gun 2, bring up saying, never forget that they took away these patches. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, first off, they mentioned that, that they took off a, a, the Japanese patch or something. Well, it's getting a, it's getting a, a Japan release, first off. Then they bring up the one that I had been aware of and I thought was something that was a bad move on their part. 
and that was that they had released the uh, the Taiwanese flag, and obviously that that's not cool either. The problem, though, is that we've now been able to look at the IMDb release schedule, and it's not scheduled to get a China release. So it makes it seem, at least to me, like maybe the reasoning why those things are not there are either one, because the person who's in charge of continuity didn't do their job right, or two, there's some other reason as to why that it was the case. Maybe it was that they were trying to play too the the China market. Maybe it was they were trying to get through the Chinese censors, but it wasn't enough. That very well could be the case. But I do think that getting obsessed with that specific thing, while ignoring all of the other work being done by not Tom Cruise, but by all the other actors, and specifically by the by the the uh, the the uh, the fly the flyers of the jets, right? Military personnel flying the jets. And how closely, obviously, Tom Cruise and the rest of the cast and and this director, Joseph Kaczynski, who I'm a big fan of, would have to have worked with the military in order to do a lot of these sequences. I think about that. And, and I think about how money likely went to support people in the military. And how this might be able to help promote positive imagery of, of the military. That's always a good thing. So even though we can... Of course, focus on those negative aspects, and I think that they're worthy of criticism. I think that we always need to be a, a little bit careful. I think we always have to be a little bit careful about trying to so hyper focus because, as even uh, Abomination said over on Odyssey, he didn't even notice the flags. And again, I think the vast majority of people watching it would have looked at it and would have been like, okay, this. Uh, okay, well, you know what? Most of us didn't even recognize that that happened. You know, it took people that are that are hardcore fans or are just looking too closely, I don't know, to have noticed that in the first place. Because for me, that the jacket was never an important part of his character, you know? And again, I'm not saying that it's not significant that they clearly made these changes and that there must have been a reason for them to have done so. But it is something I feel that it's not a good thing to get caught up on. I think there's other things to get caught up on over that. Anyway, Heron tagged over on Odyssey saying here, I can speak to this. I worked on the marketing for Top Gun 2 back in 2019. It was filmed with the original patch. We were days away from releasing the first trailer when China got upset about the patch and we had to digitally paint over it. Interesting. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So according to to Heron over on Odyssey, he he actually worked on the marketing campaign. And obviously, since this film has been in production since 2019, it's interesting that apparently it was all there, but it was digitally erased. So I guess Heron, because obviously I don't know you, I I can't confirm whether or not uh, you worked on it or not. But for the sake of everything, I'm going to assume that you did. Does that mean that it's only in the marketing campaign that they are doing this and that in the eventual release of the film, the jacket will be completely filled? Or is there something else going on here? I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. It says here, one of the major marketing shots we used was a shot of his back with the patch showing, so it was a big disaster. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Because I know that it's not set to have a release in China, though I do wonder if there was a partnership with either a, a marketing firm, or maybe not a marketing firm, but maybe a production company, maybe a China-based production company that was putting money behind it. Maybe that could have been the reason why. Can I, no matter what that reason is, if it's because of trying to placate to a communist party, I think that that's not, no matter what, that's not a good reason. But it does sound like there is a, a little bit more stuff going on here than the simple, they didn't have the patch, revolt. Again, I think that there's other things that we should probably put our attention to. Uh, Blackest Nights, what's going on? Welcome back on YouTube. We got Mr. Roy, hail to you. Jacob Ironside, again, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm also looking forward to Top Gun 2. Uh, Bifford Hobbit, what's going on? Good sir. Minnesota hockey fan. 
said, I received my Blu-ray of The Most Reluctant Convert today. Very good film about the conversation to Christianity of C- uh, the, the, the conversion. Sorry, the conversion to Christianity of C.S. Lewis. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I haven't, I haven't seen the film myself, but that is interesting to have films like that because I think it was a more modern film, right? If I'm not mistaken, still made today. But yeah, C.S. Lewis, man, talk about a, an amazing story. Rosie G12, hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. We got Shorty Short. What's going on, Shorty Short? How's the going, Laura? The modern major general of the channel. One of the uh, the only mods here tonight. I appreciate you being here, Laura. You are awesome, as as always, of course. Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you as a member. Laura tagged to say, what is the priority on movies you need to watch this summer? Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into it. I think that I've I've gotten to a good place. It's a pretty slow, slow night in the chat, which is always welcome. So let's go ahead and, and let's pull up a screen. So this is the list of films set to be released in America this coming year. So let me oop, that's a little that's a little too close. So hopefully y'all can see that. So obviously this is where we are right now. The next major release for uh, the year is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Trigger warning. Uh, you know, who knows whether the film's going to be good or not. To me, the question comes down to, is Sam Raimi going to be able to have control over his film? Such as in Spider-Man 1 and 2. Or is the studio going to have a lot of heavy-handed involvement? In which case, we could probably expect... A Spider-Man 3 type film. We'll have to wait and see. What we do know is that this film is projected to make a crap ton of money. A crap ton of money. So, anyway, that of course is a big summer release to say whether or not it's really something I'm looking forward to or it's at the top of my list. Not really. Not really. It's one of those films where it's like, I feel that I feel I, feel I have an obligation to watch it so that way I can you know, report back on what's in it and what's not in it, etc. And I know that some people, you know, don't care about it all that much. But anyway, I think that I think it's a very least an interesting, an interesting film to to look into. Uh, here's one that I remember seeing the the trailer for. Yeah, Montana Story. I don't know. I think I think this one looked pretty interesting. 2021 American drama film written and directed by Scott. McGahee and David Siegel film stars Haley Lou Richardson and Owen Teague. I like the actors in the film. I thought that they did a, a pretty good job and uh, Bleecker Street production here. Definitely seems like one of those films that most people probably won't like. It seems like a very slow burn drama. Again, it's scheduled to be released on May 13th. So this is a film set to come out the week after that of the major Marvel release. But I don't know. It says two estranged siblings return to their family's ranch in Montana in order to look after their ailing father. Again, I don't know. Just sounds like sounds like the kind of story that I could just you know sit back and relax and and just and just enjoy the the, the conversations, enjoy enjoy the acting performances as well. So I feel like it'll be an acting showcase. So I would say Montana is definitely one that I have uh, to look forward to. Uh, I haven't seen the Downton Abbey film, the first one, but I know that there are some Downton Abbey fans out there, so it's there. Uh, I was originally excited for the next Alex Garland film. This is the guy who had done uh, Ex Machina, which I thought was was brilliant, and I, I couldn't wait to see what he did next. And unfortunately, he then did um, Annihilation, and Annihilation was 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 absolutely terrible. And then the trailer for this film came out. The trailer was intriguing. Uh, it was about a woman who was basically escaping from uh, the city to, you know, go somewhere else, right, to find an escape. And then ends up being creeped out and haunted or something. However, then the title card comes up at the very end, and all you see is men. The words men pop up on screen. And now look at this. Look at this poster as well i <laughs> i just i mean again if you actually watch the trailer up until this last part you're kind of like oh this this seems kind of interesting alex garland you know he's he's hit or miss you know he he's 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 able to make pretty good films especially films like ex machina 
As it says here, the premise, a young woman goes on a solo holiday in the English countryside after the death of her husband. So again, a pretty straightforward, but the fact that it's called Men, I, I basically laughed. I, I laughed and facepalmed at the same time because I thought to myself, okay, this is a psychological horror film called Men. Is this, and, and all of the, the people doing stuff, like all the bad people basically, are, are obviously are, are men. And so is that the direction that the movie is going to be going in? That, that men are bad and that men are corrupt or wh- whatever it's going to be. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But, yeah. I just remember seeing the trailer for that pop up. It was it was kind of silly. Low Watermark just sent a $25 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you very much, Low Watermark. I really do appreciate your constant support. He says, you're the best, Odin. No, you're the best, Low Watermark. And I appreciate your love and your support. No, this is a psychological horror film. Again, it's an upcoming folk psychological horror film, not a comedy. I, I think that that name is just terrible. Now, if if this ends up being symbolic of something else, like if this is maybe part of another word or there's something else going on with it, who knows? Alex Garland has done good stuff in the past, but then he also made Annihilation. And I would argue that Annihilation had some woke identity politics stuff going on within it. Uh, that film starred the uh, the mighty Thor, as she will be known, in the Taika Waititi film, Thor Love and Thunder. So there's that. Of course, May 27th, my absolutely, hands down, my most anticipated film of the year, not, not, not only of the year of the summer, and that's Top Gun Maverick. And as I mentioned previously, okay, I understand that some people are, you know, miffed about the the patch and everything like that missing. Uh, see, Heron, I think, added something to that. He says, as far as I know, it was also changed for the film, but the cut I saw was back in 2020, and they've done a lot more edits since then. China also changed their relationship with Hollywood since then. Yeah, and again, someone mentioned uh, in, I can't remember if it was in a stream or if it was in a comment, but said that confirmation had been made that there is no release of this film in China, that that it's banned in China or something to that effect. I wonder if that's going to change it. If, if it's a digital removal of it, it seems to me like it would not be difficult to remove that digitally. Though I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than that because you would probably have to then re-render any of the effects and that causes a whole a whole other can of worms. But even without any of that, I look at this film and I see pretty much all the things that I like in a movie. All right. First off, you have a competent director, Joseph Kaczynski. And this is someone who I've mentioned previously. Joseph Kaczynski, he's made films like Tron Legacy, which I know some people some people liked. More importantly for me, he's made uh, two of the best films, I think, of the last decade. Um, or at least two of the most underappreciated films of the last decade. One of them is the film Oblivion, which... Visual, the visual effects on that film blow me away, even still to this very day. That film was made back in 2013. You look at the budget he had, you look at what he did with it, and, and you're just blown away by it. The, all the visual effects look crisp and look clean and look great. It, it, it was fantastic. He also did, in 2017, Only the Brave. About the, uh, was it the Grant Mountain Hot Shots? And that movie was an incredible drama. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Taylor Sheridan in that way. Uh, for those that don't know, Taylor Sheridan's the one behind uh, films like Wind River. He did the writing for Sicario, uh, for both for both uh, Sicario films. He did the writing. And more recently, he is, of course, known for his work on, was it his new show is 1886, which is all meant to be a stem off of uh, Yellowstone, right? Which is which is obviously a huge thing right now. So that's what T- Joseph Kaczynski reminds me of a little bit, though not nearly as profound. Not nearly as profound. I'm not gonna say that Joseph Kaczynski has the same level of talent as a Taylor Sheridan, but he is really, really good. So you got him in the director's spot. I think that that is phenomenal. 
Some concerns that the fact that it's written by three different people. That's always, I think, a concerning thing. Um, however, Christopher McQuarrie has done good has done some good stuff before, so maybe we will uh, see a good story out of this. That, w- that would be a nice thing to see. You then also have a really good cast, right? So I know that there's different opinions about Tom Cruise, but Miles Teller, I love. I, I think that I think he's great. I think he's incredibly talented. Jennifer Connelly, hit and miss for me. John Hamm, I think, is is very very talented. Don't know much about Glenn Powell or Lewis Pullman. Ed Harris, of course, is is very solid. And then Val Kilmer, and everyone knows. Uh, I think I think Val Kilmer is very solid, and I think his documentary Val was really good. I thought I thought it was really well done and very interesting, very compelling to just kind of go back into his career, his life, and see all of this footage. You also then have people like Claudio Miranda doing the cinematography. And this is what I am most excited about is the cinematography. Because if you've seen even one trailer, if you've seen even one trailer for this film, cinematography is going to be, I think, the strong point for the movie overall. For those that don't know anything about Claudio Miranda... So obviously he's worked with Joseph Kaczynski before on Tron Legacy. He also did cinematography for Life of Pi. Even though I didn't like the film Life of Pi, I thought it looked beautiful. He then also did Oblivion, which again, visually speaking, was phenomenal. He did Tomorrowland, which had a terrible story. Visually, it wasn't that bad. Only the Brave was fantastic. Again, working with Joseph Kaczynski. And now Top Gun Maverick in post-production. So... I am incredibly excited to see this film because it has all of the different things, all of the different things that I look for in a movie. So Taka Maverick, easily, easily my most anticipated film of the year. All right, so... We'll go back to that list in a second. Let's go ahead and get caught up with the chat just a little bit. Um, let us see. The R says, Hail Odin, Miss Friday Night Sights, watching Soup to Nuts. I'm glad you were okay after the apparent drama last night, and I got Spidey too. Thanks. Hey, no problem with the uh, with the Spidey. No, there was no drama at all. And that's the thing. People don't quite understand that whenever there's a fight or a debate on Friday Night Sights, we always end it friends. It was funny because after the stream ended, like one of the first things they said was one of the first things that was said was like, was like, hey, bro, bro, I love you, you know, because that because that's cause that's just what you do. I was having fun with it. You know, normally when it comes to fights, I remember the last time there was a uh, a fight last time there was a debate. You know, I definitely got a little bit more uncomfortable just because it just it came across a little bit more heated, at least from my perspective. But last night's to me was just so silly. Because it was over whether or not the binge model works better or is more effective than the weekly release model. And so I ended up just having fun with it. And you know what? I did. And uh, it was fun playing around with the little uh, the writing pad. You know, talking about the numbers there. Definitely did some trolling myself. And I had a lot of fun trolling, uh, trolling them as they went into their fight. And uh, I was I was hoping that that people would would find some entertainment in it because some people like it, some people do like when there's fights and debates and stuff like that. Some people like when there's the stuff that I like to do, which is you know to to put the little random notes up and playing tic tac toe and all that kind of stuff. I had fun, so I had fun with it. So yeah, there's no need to apologize or be worried or concerned at all. Everyone's fine. There's no beef at all. Again, it it. <laughs> That's just this is nature of the beast. It's a good thing when nerds disagree. That's what it was. Nerds disagreeing over something that really in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter. And yet it's just fun to have conversations. Just fun to have conversations with. So yeah, it was it was all in good fun. It was all in good fun. As Abomination says, uh yeah, it was hilarious. I forgot what they were fighting about. Well, I'm glad I was able to uh, bring some distractions to it. Glad I was able to bring some distractions to it. All right, let's head back over to the YouTube chat. Let's see. Brian Barr says, are you curious for Avatar 2, The Way of Water? 
Um, it depends on what we mean by curious. Does that mean, am I excited, looking forward to it? Heck no. I hated the first Avatar film. I remember when it came out, and I was one of the very few voices, just even amongst my own friends. This is before I had a channel or anything like that. I was one of the few people, it seemed, that was like, how are, how are any of you liking this film? I did not understand it one bit. So I'm not looking forward to the film at all. I, I, I want that franchise to end. I want Avatar 2 to bomb so bad that the other films that they're filming alongside just get canned. Just be like, oh yeah, we're just going to go straight to DVD, straight to Blu-ray, get out of here. So that James Cameron can go back to making other things, or at the very least, to actually putting out legit Blu-ray 4K releases of some of the classic films that he has yet to do. That's what I would much rather happen. That's what I would be more excited about. So I'm not looking forward to Avatar 2 from that sense. But, why am I looking forward to Avatar 2? Well, because I want it to be over. (laughs) I want I want that series to be done because he is wasting whatever time of his career he has left in Pandora. He is wasting any sense of talent that he might have had left. He is wasting it and putting it all into this universe. And it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. So I'm only looking forward to it in the fact that I just want it to end, and the closer we get to it and the closer that it releases, it's done. And the other reason to look forward to it is because I want to see what those numbers are going to be. I don't think it's going to be the the major hit, the major success, because as I mentioned, when it first came out, I was one of the few voices calling it out, saying this is crap. It's amazing how since that time, there's been a huge shift It hasn't aged very well. People went back and said, ooh, yeah, the writing really is incredibly derivative of much better stories, and the acting really isn't all that great, and, ah, you know, the visual effects, yeah, I guess they were great for the time, but they're basically giant blue Smurf people. Anyway, I do think that uh, this is something. I do think that this is something where Again, I want it to be over. So my hope is two comes out. It's an utter failure. They, again, are filming all the other films because there's like five of them that they're all filming. And I think they're filming them all around the same time. But I want two to be so bad and I want two to fail so epically that even though they've already spent the money on the other films and they've probably already filmed a lot of the other films that they just say, nope, done. Because I'm tired of it. I really am. Philip Gray had to say, I can't think of anything left for the year that I'm excited for. Can we just fast forward to 2023? I think there's some stuff. I think there's some stuff. Again, I had just mentioned uh, Top Gun 2. Again, regardless of what your own opinions or thoughts might be on on some of the people involved with it, I think it's going to be some of the best cinematography that we've ever seen. I really do. Just look at the trailer and look at those shots from inside the jets. And when you remind yourself, oh yeah, those are actual cameras inside real jets. Oh, those are actors actually in real jets. They may not be flying them, but they are experiencing those G-forces in the uh, the partner seat, or whatever it's called. Anyway, Keck44, what is going on? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Victor Fontaine, what's going on? Tag to say, which is better, the weekly model or the binge model? <laughs> the FNT debate was funny. I thought it was funny, too. Yeah, and again, I think that both models can work. I think that Jeremy was correct in saying the most important thing for any TV, for any TV series, is that, and for any movie for that matter, is that it has to be good. If it's not good, it doesn't matter what kind of model you have. But I also think that it depends on the kind of show you have that depends, or rather that determines how successful it is and which model will work best. Because here's my understanding of it. And I know that people were, were, were mocking me a little bit for it, but it's true. Unless we actually had access to the numbers, we could not actually know for sure one way or the other. But here's what I can know. What I can know is that a show like Cobra Kai, 
which is phenomenal. For a show like Squid Game, which is phenomenal. I think about how many people got into that show, binged watched it, told their friends about it right away, they binged watched it, and on and on and on and on, and the number of people that that happened to. Versus, let's take a Star Wars show, or a Marvel Disney Plus show. People start off watching it, but now you've got a week, and then another week, and another week, and you have more time to think and more time to process, and if the show's not good, your numbers go down. So I think that there's a valid question to be asked there. I really do. And I don't think that there is a single answer. It depends on the show. It depends on what's going on in the world. There's so many factors that determine it. There's not one correct answer for that one. Anyway, Vincent Womack says, then it should be no problem for them to put the flag back on. And again... I would agree that it shouldn't be that much to, to put it back on. But also, again, I don't see how that's the hill for anyone to die on when it comes to this film. I really don't. Oh, my goodness. There's a shot of a jacket and there used to be a patch there. Now it's no longer there. And again, I'm not trying to downplay the reasoning as to why they did it and condemning that. You can condemn that. I think that absolutely that is worthy of criticism. And worthy of criticizing them for doing that. To try and placate the China. But to simply say, oh, the whole movie's ruined now. Again, there's there's bigger fish to fry. There's bigger things to, to be worried about. Uh, for instance, someone just put this in the comments. They didn't even tag me. But I would say a, a bigger thing to go after here would be to say, I don't want Tom Cruise to get any of my money because he is a crazy Scientologist. That is a better argument to not want to see the movie than a, oh, they don't have the patch. Come on. Come on, people. Come on. Anyway, Rosie Joel Rosie says, Has anyone seen The Bubble on Netflix? My niece just told me it was stupid but funny. I have not heard of or seen The Bubble. So I cannot say one way or the other. I'm sure that some people have and might have some things to add to that. Visit Womack. Tags say, could it be because China is in lockdown, but that there is no release? But again, it, it, it wasn't even on the books in the first place. So the lockdown would not necessarily be uh, reasoning enough. I think there's, there's probably a, a multi-layered reason. Laura says here, thanks for recommending Oblivion. What a fun movie. That ending would be Tina's nightmare. Oh, I totally agree. Absolutely agree. She, she would be terrified by that ending. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, it's just a, it's a fun movie. The, the, the visual effects are, are just gorgeous. Again, phenomenal. For 2013 especially, still hold up. Better than a lot of the effects that we see in today's films. And uh, is it the most groundbreaking story? Is, is it the most original story? No, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. And that's ultimately what a lot of us want. It's just a fun movie that is also well done. Different than a fun movie that's not well done. Just want to make that clear. Rob D says, Hello, Odin, have you ever watched the movie 42? The baseball movie about Chadwick, uh, about Chadwick Boseman playing Jackie Robinson. I've heard of it. I've seen clips of it. I've never actually watched it. And I think it's just because I'm not as big into biographical sports movies. Those Those really aren't my thing uh, Minnesota hockey fan says hoping to rent Spider-Man and Belfast this summer yeah Belfast very very solid film and No Way Home of course very fun as well waiting for the Orville thanks for tagging welcome 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 Jacob Ironside tagged to say I thought it was the Hannah Montana story no thank the lord it was not thank the lord it was not <laughs> Laura says if you didn't mention this what Blu-rays are you looking forward to watch oh and I watched Ex Machina Heart yeah Ex Machina so 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 good I would not recommend watching Annihilation however because I know that you are uh, kind of a film buff like, like, like I am and you're willing to give things a shot and a lot of times you look at things from a different perspective than I do and I always appreciate that 
you might then want to check out Annihilation. I would love to hear your thoughts. It is a mind, you know what? Uh, it's crazy. It put me to sleep. I did not like it at all. <laughs> I tried going back and rewatching it and seeing the things that I ended up missing. And when I saw the directions that it went in, all I could think of was, oh my goodness, I'm glad I slept through this the first time because what in the world is going on? But I would actually really like to hear your own perspective on it. Just be ready for it to be a... Uh, just ready for it to be a little crazy. You want to get nuts? Let's watch Annihilation. That's pretty much how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, Blu-rays. Um, oh, man. I always need uh, a list up, I feel, when it comes to things like that. That's why I'm going to go back to the summer box office or the uh, summer movies that are coming out. And I will be getting back to that. Um, all right. So those are the sales going on. Let's see. Let's see what is set to come out on Blu-ray these coming days. Let's see. Oh, man, is that real? Turning Red's already coming out on physical media? Well, I can say I'm not looking forward to that. The Outfit. I remember, I think you had mentioned getting to see that, right? Uh, May 3rd. That looks like it's set to come out on Blu-ray according to uh, according to my app at the very least. So I remember you saying that that was a fun. It was a fun little movie. Uh, I think you said it wasn't worth getting or, or buying or purchasing on Blu-ray, but I'm interested in it enough to uh, to maybe want to check it out. They're releasing another Jurassic Park on 4K May 10th. Interesting. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's classic collection on 4K. That's uh, also May 10th. Uh, let's see, Uncharted's coming out. I don't have an interest in buying Uncharted. Seeing it the first time was more than enough. Uh, looks like the individual titles from that collection from uh, from the Alfred Hitchcock collection also are getting their 4K releases on the same day. I like that they do that. That way, if there's certain ones you want to get. Uh, for Mr. Peabody, I know that he doesn't watch very consistently anymore, but AHA the movie... Boom, that's coming out on Blu-ray, May 10th. Let's see. All right, the next two. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, I wonder if they're doing a steelbook for this one. And if they are, it's probably already sold out. Escape from New York on 4K. Collector's Edition from Shop Factory, May 17th. Ooh, that sounds good. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance 4K coming out May 17th. Ooh, that could be really good. Oh, this is one where I've already pre-ordered some steelbooks, and I'm going to use these as giveaways in the month of May. Hell or High Water. Great film. Uh, going back to Taylor Sheridan, the same guy that wrote Sicario and Wind River, uh, the one that's doing Yellowstone. He also wrote this film called Hell or High Water. It's a fantastic film. Uh, 4K. It's a Lionsgate film, which means, yes, the steelbook version is phenomenal because it comes with the plastic slipcover over it. So, uh, Hell or High Water. So, I've already pre-ordered that one actually already. So, I'm actually very excited to get that one. Um, here's another Escape from New York Collector's Edition and Vinyl. Ooh, okay. So, you get tons of stuff with that one, it looks like. So, that's also on the 17th. Uh, let's see. Another special Collector's Edition for the original Top Gun. Don't you always love when they release certain films like a thousand different times with a thousand different versions? Uh, Batman 4 film collection, a- another one, The Incredible Hulk 2 film collection on May 17th, uh, let's see, The Batman from this past year on 4K May 24th, I have no interest in buying that, just, just being honest, I gave it a solid, uh, I gave it a solid B, B plus, but it's not really one that I want to actually own, alright, I'm just gonna go to the end of May, and then we'll get back to the chat, and then we'll get back to the movies that are set to come out. All right, so May 31st is the last Tuesday of the month, so... Ooh, okay. Oh, uh, oh man, a lot of classics coming out May 31st, everybody. So for a few dollars more on 4K, Fistful of Dollars on 4K, Double Indemnity. I think, it, yeah, I already pre-ordered. It's the uh, Criterion Collection Double Indemnity 4K. I, I pre-ordered that one already. So that'll be available. Untouchables on 4K. Great film. Um, let's see. There's a, also Untouchable 35 Anniversary, 35th Anniversary Edition. Um, 
anything else from this one. But yeah, those were already a lot of classic stories right there. Classic films on 4K coming out for the first time. Uh, speaking of uh, Yellowstone, the first four seasons will be on, on Blu-ray May 31st. And uh, yeah, so those were for the month of May. So hopefully uh, that answers that question. But yeah, tons of stuff coming out. And summer is always a great time for me to be able to pick up uh, with my collecting because I get to actually have time to go to the Blu-ray, uh, to the Best Buys and everything else. And hopefully they're not going to be as, as, as crappy as they were, especially during uh, during COVID and everything, where I would try and go in with my little camera, not bothering anybody, not filming anybody without their consent, just filming the movies just to show stock levels, stuff like that. So uh, hopefully I can bring that back. I was very excited to get the vlog camera uh, fixed, though, so that way I can bring that back up. Let us see. Nathan Slade, uh, uh, what's going on, brother? He uh, tried to say, apologize if I sound depressing here, but I just have zero anticipated movies for the summer. I don't care about the MCU anymore, and I'm not exactly a big Top Gun fan. Hey, brother, Nathan Slade, even if you're not a fan of the first Top Gun film, I'm going to be honest, the first Top Gun film, definitely not everyone's cup of tea. This film, if you look at the trailer, if it does not get you hyped, I, I don't know if you have a pulse. <laughs> Bruce says, I like Annihilation and I own it. Bruce, coming in with an Alex McCarthy take. Man, I guess someone had to step up for Alex McCarthy. But interesting. I would like to hear why. Uh, <laughs> uh, Great Wood says, I love Tron Legacy. I, I just wasn't a big fan of it. I wasn't a fan of the original Tron. It just, it, again, just wasn't for me. And then my biggest issue with the remake or, or rather the follow-up to Tron with Tron Legacy, was I hated the CGI version um, of the main character. I just, ugh, it was awful. Uh, Angela, Gwidlin, what's going on, Angela? Says, hail Odin chat. I enjoyed Oblivion too. Good, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, let's see, Nathan Slay says, I'm afraid we're going to have to agree to disagree when it comes to The Lighthouse. I watched the second time last night. I liked it even more. I personally enjoy the weirdness of it. Yeah, again, I'm just not into the Robert Eggers weirdness factor, man. But brother, you like that, and you're not excited or pumped? Again, I, I would say give, 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 give Top Gun to a chance. I will be seeing an opening night. I'm still waiting with bated breath for those tickets to go on pre-sale so that I can get the the middle seat for that movie. I'm I'm still very much looking forward to being able to to get that opening night seat. Um, but as of right now, it is it is not yet available for pre order. So I will have a review out that night. If the movie is not good, if the movie is bad, trust me, I'll be the first one to say, first one to let you know, and it'll probably hurt me because this is again. For those that just don't understand the context of this, if you're somewhat new to the channel, by the way, smash the like button, light fire button, really does mean a lot. Um, if you've not seen my most anticipated films for the last couple of years, it has been my most anticipated film for like two years straight. So if this film is not good, <laughs> if the cinematography especially does not meet the expectations that I have, I am going to be heartbroken. So uh, I'll be I'll be the first to say. Uh, however, sci-fi, Tron Legacy is in my top five. Imagine spending a thousand years in a digital world, plus those suits were practical effects and not CGI. Yes, however, they had a character that was CGI, and it was really bad. It was not good, and I can't forgive that. I cannot do it. Cannot do it. Uh, Jens Anderson, what's going on, Jens Anderson? Thank you for being here. It says, first time watching live. Appreciate it. Uh, and Blazin tried to say, what did you think of the movie The Saint with Val Kilmer? I have not seen it yet. Uh, but John Flickinger always mentions it to me and says that I should. Bruce says, I thought you were just trolling them, Gary and Jeremy, uh, at first anyway. So, yeah, part of me was serious. Part of me was trolling. And uh, especially when I started pulling up the mess, putting up the, uh, the, the written messages, that was definitely trolling at that point. Uh, Angela then says, I was laughing during the fight. Good, good. We, we try to entertain as best we can. We try to entertain. Keck 44. Odin, show me the numbers, troublemaker. Yeah. Darn me for wanting to see the facts. 
Bruce says, by the way, I think weekly is better for those releasing it. Binge is better for those watching it. And again, I think it depends. I go back to what I was saying before. I think it depends on the show uh, and the different conditions surrounding it. I don't think there's a singular correct answer for it. The R says, never saw Avatar, never will. Glad I saved those hours from what I've heard. Yep. Glad you have as well. Uh, Monotonous Pleb says, have you seen Alt-Shift-X video on Annihilation? No, I have not. Is that like a breakdown of it that makes you appreciate it a little bit more? I don't know if it's going to convince me on that one. The R says, Escape from New York on 4K. I'm so there. Yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. Abomination said, I forget if you had a preference or breakdown of HD, DVD, Blu-ray or whatever else. Do you have a preference? So, I, yeah, I never... I wasn't into physical media collections when HD, HD DVD was an attempted and, and failed format. So, for me, Blu-ray is my standard just the comparison to DVD and Blu-ray is night and day, but I have begun that transition to the 4K titles uh, for for most things. It just it looks phenomenal. Uh, what they are able to do with the colors, especially, is great. But I think that at the very least, having a solid Blu-ray release is a pretty good and pretty standard thing. Daniel T over on Odyssey says, with Maverick going on sale Tuesday, will you be buying more than one ticket to see it again later? No, I'll probably just buy the one ticket because, again, I just want to see it. And then if it's good, I will probably buy a ticket to go see it again. But thank you. I did not know that they were going on sale Tuesday. I will make sure to uh, to get myself ready for that. I must prepare I must prepare my body for that. Favorite sci-fi. That was like watching the Trump versus Biden debate. <laughs> Jacob Ironside. Nerd fights are always enjoyable. Yeah. They definitely can be. Bruce says, the tic-tac-toe bit was funny stuff. I'm glad. I wish that I had actually someone to, to play tic-tac-toe with uh, to put, you know, to not easily win. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Brian Bart, simple answer, yes. He absolutely, he wasted his time on the first film. He is wasting, not just his time, he is wasting his career on the rest of these Avatar films. Rosie G12 agrees with Avatar. Not being good, glad to hear it. It's the correct opinion. Uh, Vincent Womack says, forget Cameron. He lost his touch ages ago, which is very sad. Brian Barth, I did not. I mentioned those, in fact. Pay attention, brother. Don't you call me out when you're not paying attention. Come on. Uh, Bruce says, Avatar 3, dry as dirt. Oh, man. Yeah, just wait until they start to get into even more overtly political stuff. Because <laughs> it's coming. It's going to happen. Uh, Rosie 12 says, here's what I'm looking forward to in 2022. The midterms. I think a lot of people are. But those aren't movies. Beaver to Hobbit, 2022 movies were pretty good so far. I think that again, there's been there's been a couple. There have been a couple. Forever Sci-Fi says binge for past seasons, one a week for new seasons. It's not complicated. I remember binging Daredevil, then realizing how long I would have had to wait for the next season. It sucked counting that up. Yeah, but again, you then go to a show, for instance. So here's another example. You go to a show like Game of Thrones. If you're that person that dedicated years of the, of your life watching the episodes and then waiting and then waiting and then waiting and then you got that ending think about the impact that that has versus let's say you binged watched it it wouldn't be as impactful and i honestly think though the ending is i think objectively bad I don't think people would have been as angry with the ending. I think the bigger reason why people were mad with the ending was because of how much time they put into invested so that the characters would be destroyed like they were. Not to mention, if it was more condensed in time, it probably would have had less time for Benioff and Vice to be able to you know, grow in their egos and actually be able to provide a, a decent ending for once. But... Again, I think that's a good example about why the week-to-week bottle can sometimes be a really, really bad thing. A lot of people were impacted by that. Vizuoma says, ever seen Iron Eagle with Louis Gossett Jr., one of the pilots, Art Scholl, doing the stunts for this movie, later died doing a stunt for Top Gun? I did not. I did not. 
Oh goodness. Sorry. I just got a I just got a random I just got a random message for uh related to school. Again, people complaining. And honestly lying as well. And I, I hate that. It drives me nuts. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Anyway, Forever Sci-Fi says here, Oblivion is good. I love the quote at the end. Seriously, it, it's 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 pretty fantastic. Uh, Nathan Slay, tag to say, when you mentioned Val Kilmer earlier, that reminded me, what are your opinions on the movie Heat? Um, I Honestly, I don't dislike the film. However, it's not, for me, it wasn't very memorable. And I know that that might be anathema to some people, that that might upset some people. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just a film. I've seen it, and I don't really remember a whole lot from it. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, I visited my mom last week for a birthday and wanted to watch, and, uh, and we watched Police Academy. It's one of the first movies I can remember watching with my parents, and so much better than most of what comes out today. Um, nice. Very, very nice. Sorry, I'm very distracted now by by the message I just got, so... I might actually have to end the show early because this this kind of stuff is the stuff that kind of ruins ruins the night. Uh, Laura says, I'll buy the outfit for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I know that you had liked it. Favorite sci-fi. saw the Jurassic World trailer before Northman with the dinos in the snow. It looks so stupid. Yeah, I, I just, I don't get it. I really honestly don't get it. Daniel Thorne, do you think Cameron is avoiding remastering the Abyss due to the message it sends to the government with all the warmongering going on? No, I think it's because he's lazy, and I think it's because he's just so obsessed with trying to tell the story of of Avatar and of Pandora that he just doesn't understand it, that he just does not get it. It's it's just kind of ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> I just don't quite get it. Uh, the R says over on Odyssey, I will note Cameron's talent, but his sacrilege is hard to take and makes me want to not watch his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm going to try and get through the rest of these comments. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to have to end this one uh, sooner rather than later because I just I need to I need to take a call to, to try and get this stuff figured out because I'd rather it be figured out now than having to wait until Monday, especially if. People are lying about things. Nathan Slay, uh, is it me? Is me liking the lighthouse a lot uh, of, an, of a lot like an Alex McCarthy take? No, not as much. I would say because that one to me is 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 that's an artistic film, and so artistic films to me typically I have I have more more leeway given to those films because those are basically made to be love or hate. I feel, <laughs> whereas the films that Alex McCarthy like are just usually just all downright garbage. Uh, Angela, I have not, I have not had time to watch any of it, unfortunately, but, uh, I am looking forward to it. Um, let's see for me, Tom Cruise is mad, but I'll be broadly say I'm looking forward to Top Gun 2. Yeah. I think more so for the effects than anything else. It's that, I'm not looking, I'm not looking forward to uh, Top Gun 2, uh, because of, because of Tom Cruise. I can say that much. Uh, this lady says, okay, I will give Top Gun 2 a chance. There's just another movie I want to watch more, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, Northman, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talents, solid option. No, again, I mentioned previously, I thought that Unbearable Weight was solid. I thought that Everything are, everything Everywhere All at Once was even more solid. But, uh, again, that does not mean that you can't look forward to Top Gun 2. Found Annihilation interesting and really liked it. It was, uh, wasn't was a cookie-cutter, copy-and-paste type movie. It just held my attention. Yeah, to me, it was one of those films where it was too smart for its own good, you know? Uh, the Ghost, this is true. It's a, it's a very good point to bring up that a lot of the films that are released on 4K are typically uh, upscaled. However, when it comes to older films, 9 out of 10 times, if it's an older film that was, that was made during the era of actual 35mm and, and other film mediums the chances of you getting a legit 4k release is actually is actually a lot higher if it's something that is newer the chances of you getting a fake 4k as we call it where it's just upscaled is a lot higher just means less data less information but you still do get the hdr stuff so i do think that there is still some benefit to it then this lady says can we please get james cameron who made the first two terminator movies aliens true lies yeah also so that he can put out some legitimate content as well you know uh the voyager What's going on? Meaning legitimate transfers of those movies, most especially. Uh, Favorite sci-fi, I think it's going to bring out the point. Can we, tra- can we transfer Cameron's obsession for Avatar to George R. R. Martin so he finishes the books? Yeah, seriously, right? Absolutely. 
Uh, Orange Eye Reviews, thank you very much for understanding. I really do appreciate it a lot. Um, and then Rob D says, I hate when content creators disavow their work. Mike judges about a lot of his Beavis and Butthead work. Yeah, me too. You know, it's like, just own it. Just own the work that you did. Just own, um, you know, just own the things that you actually absolutely went through. All right. So, uh, there's a Cronenberg film set to come out. I don't know much about it, but Cronenberg, I feel like can be hit and miss. I don't care much for the Jurassic world films personally. Um, there's making another father, of the bride film. Good Lord. I have no desire to see Lightyear. Um, Elvis again, uh, it's Bos, it's Bos Lerman. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't really like what they're doing with, uh, <laughs> I don't really like the performance that Tom Hanks is giving. It just, it just seems a little bit off for, for me at least. Uh, oh, this one actually looked pretty. This one looks so adorable. Marcel the shell with shoes on. This one just looks adorable. It looks adorable. Minions. Seriously. I'm done. You've done more than enough. You've done more than enough. I'm done. Uh, let's see. Just the name of this, The Forgiven, uh, Ray Fiennes, Jessica Chastain. That's a, pre- that's a pretty solid group. It's a pretty solid group. This guy did Guard and Calvary. I do like those movies. There's Thor, Love, and Thunder, which, pff, that's what I say to that. Um, let's see. What's the gray man? No, I don't think I know about that one. Uh, I just hate the title for this, where the crawdads sing. It's Crawfish. Get out of here. Uh, this might be an unpopular take. However, uh, Jordan Peele, I do think, is a talented director and writer. Unfortunately, he gets caught up in identity politics in every single one of his movies. I'm not going to lie, though. The trailer for Nope is pretty good. He's very good at making trailers. Uh, Bullet Train's trailer is really fun. So I actually am kind of looking forward to it because it does actually look pretty fun. Um, And let's see. August, I guess, would be the last technical month for summer movie releases. So let's see if anything uh, sticks out for me. Uh, nothing really sticking out there. So anyway, those are the films that I think are worthy of 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 note, or at least some things that have my interest. Not a whole lot of films, but there are some films. I think that's the important thing, right? There are some films, absolutely, um, that are there. But anyway, uh, thank you all again very much for for your love and support and for understanding. Yeah, I do have to. I do have to end this stream a little bit faster than normal. Uh, again, it's it's a work issue. For those who don't know, I have a full-time job, and so that obviously has to take precedence. And um, I, I want to make sure that the issue gets taken care of while the person who messaged me is still awake. And by the time that the stream ends, I just don't think it would be happening. So hopefully, if this if all this stuff gets taken care of and things go, go right, I might actually be on Josiah Rise's channel later tonight. Uh, talk a little bit more about these types of movies. So make sure you check out Josiah Rises, who's awesome. Uh, glad that he's able to start making content again. So I might be able to be back over there, and hopefully I've got all this stuff figured out by then. And again, very sorry about ending this early. You know that I, I never try to end things early or to, to, to start you know not on time unless something uh, something like this happens. But anyway, thank you again for the bottom of my heart for all being here. Uh, Laura, thank you so very much for, for being here as a mod. Thank you again, everyone, for... Uh, all the mods, all of, sorry, sorry, for, for Laura, for uh, all of the members on the channel, low watermark for that donation. Again, really does mean a lot. Anyway, you guys all have amazing, uh, y'all all have an amazing and beautiful evening. Seriously, thank you all very much. Hope you have a wonderful day and uh, can't believe it's going to be May tomorrow, guys. It's going to be May. Anyway, have a wonderful day and as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my April Patreon subscribe star and locals members starting off with Patreon with animation commentator Brandon let's go Brandon Brian P Christopher Bowman Father Christopher Miller hail to you Father Father Damian Cook Garrett Searles Harold Francis Hymir Ari Hymason Inflamed Wood Jacob from Holland Jeff Toon Joe Horn Jonathan Carney Gomer Kyle 79 Laura the Modern Major General Story Mike Jackson Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Priscilla Hall, Rosella Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B., the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And also to my Subscribestar peeps, Matt317, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B., Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alice McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, 
J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK Man. And also a huge shout out to my locals members, uh, starting off with Kara Tharp, Tharp 56 also UAB, Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Robert Barnes, and also a huge support as well to Brett D90. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Locals. Thank you again to everyone for supporting the channel. Please, if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link at the video description. It is my Willow link, as I like to describe it, and it brings you to a link tree where you get access to all of these different locations, as well as all of the various social media platforms that you can follow me on. If you join at the uh, Citizen of Asgard level, you get your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video. Army of Asgard level gets you that, plus you get access to a giveaways channel that I have on discord if you ever don't have access to that giveaways channel please contact me i do send out the link to the discord and and with the instructions on it uh at the beginning of every single month but if you don't have access to that giveaways channel where i'm giving away 4ks and blu-rays and all that kind of stuff as much as i possibly can give away is available there uh please just reach out to me and i will gladly walk through the process to make sure you get access to that giveaways channel and again that is again army of asgard level whether you be on patreon subscribe star or on locals also if you are the keeper of the bifrost level you get access to all of that plus you get access to a podcast that i do with john the flick pick flickinger we try and do it once or twice a month i think we're gonna try and do it twice this month to make up for uh some miscommunication that we had last month so be on the lookout for that and look out for those uh, podcast Q&A posts that are always available on the Patreon main page, the Subscribestar main page, on the YouTube side of things as well. The YouTube community tab, you'll always find the podcast Q&A there and also on the Locals uh, page as well. And if you join at the Chosen of Valhalla level, the highest of the levels, you get access to all of that. Plus, if it's your first month, you get a free t-shirt, any t-shirt you want from my Teespring, my Public, whichever one you want to get it from. You just let me know the size, uh, location I'm sending it to, uh, color, that kind of stuff. You get it sent to you. Plus, you get to be featured once a month on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we all come together and just talk about movies and really anything the Chosen want to talk about. And it is a lot of fun. Anyway, thank you all very much for your love and for your support. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless. <laughs>